It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day everyone, welcome to our daily Euros live stream on the Trademate Sports betting podcast. Today we'll be previewing tomorrow's fixtures which are England versus Czech Republic and Scotland versus Croatia, the conclusion to Group D. Very exciting for all you people in the UK at any time. If you guys have any questions, comments, as you know, please send them through throughout the stream and we will be sure to get to them. But firstly, the most important part of the podcast, I get to introduce two fine gentlemen who have just, you know, they're the hardest working men in the business. I'll start off with the first hardest man in the business, hardest man, Jesus Christ, hardest working man in the business, uh, George Gamble, the man, he does copper, he does euros, he does he does MLS. I mean, what else do you want to do? Maybe come over here and do the A-League for me. Oh, things haven't got that bad yet, mate. Um, <laughs> but no, <laughs> yeah, happy to be back. Uh, looking forward to diving into the action. Got uh, some interesting games uh, to discuss here. But uh, yeah, can't wait to get back into it. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you back on, mate. And and sticking true to the podcast. He's been here every day so far. Neil Shah, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good, mate. Looking forward to it. It's good to see you, blokes. It's good to uh, it's good to talk about today's fixtures first. Um, what did what did we make of it all? I mean, <clears throat> I didn't I haven't seen any of the games yet, but just looking at the results, to me, it's crazy. Ukraine and Austria, all they both needed was a draw, but Ukraine have have lost the plot. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what happened in the game. Someone tell me what happened. Well, I mean, fundamentally, they were just awful. <laughs> I think that's all there is to it. I mean, I don't really think it needs too much analysis. Austria were brilliant. Um, very surprised, obviously, looking at Austria throughout the tournament so far. Um, yeah, really took the games to Ukraine, you know, fashioned a lot of chances and obviously took took one of them. Um, and yeah, brilliant result for them. But yeah, Ukraine, a huge opportunity missed for them. And, and you could see at the end when they're sort of clapping their fans for the support, Andriy Shevchenko just, he looks absolutely livid. Um, with his side and all the other team, obviously the players in that side looked extremely despondent. But it's, it's their own fault. End of the day, you know, I just couldn't believe the way they approached this game. And and Austria, brilliant game plan, took their chances, um, and all fair, well, fair play to them. Yeah, and uh, your thoughts on the on the Denmark game there, Neil, the Danes. I mean, I feel like are they everyone's second favourite team after everything that happened at the start of the tournament. Um, how was watching that, mate? Yeah, I mean, quite literally, a lot of people's second team. Like, uh, I had them in a forecast. I think quite a few people had them in a forecast. It was almost like a no-brainer. So, um, yeah, they pulled it around. And, uh, yeah, I'm really delighted for them. I was rooting for them. Um, I sort of backed them quite heavily today. I just felt like they were going to get the job done. Um, it was a bit worrying, first half. Um, sort of Russia were sort of carving a, a few little openings and... Uh, they didn't look quite at it, but then, yeah, once that first goal came, um, yeah, they were superb. So, um, yeah, really, really pleased for them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you never know. Happened in 92. Um, Greece did it in 2004. Who knows? Maybe it could be their year. What a story it would be. 
All right, fellas, we will get into today's games very soon. Uh, I'll just answer some of these questions. Gambling fan, yes, I'm very sorry. We're very late today. We just got a little bit excited about the Danes there. Uh, we've got – sorry, I can't read these. My screen's too small sometimes. Men, Manoha Man says, England match both teams will not score any goal in 15 minutes in the first half. And that bet is at 1.33. That's what he likes. Murray. I mean, that's interesting, yeah. Just going going on, on what, what he said there, because sort of in my stats, um, I was going to go through it with the game, but um, generally England have a good sort of first half record and the Czechs sort of have a, a stat, I think, where it's kind of between the 30th and 45th minute where they tend to score more goals. So, yeah, I mean, it's a play. It's very short odds. Um, but, you know, good luck if he's going to do that. Uh, Marius reckons England will lose tomorrow. Love that, mate. Let's hope for it. England 2-0, maybe 3-0 from Leon. Uh, England is running just in two pistons. Is is that am I? Is that an inside joke that I'm missing there, fellas, or um, are you guys no, confused I think, by I think, it? I think it's a mechanics metaphor. mechanics metaphor, isn't it? Uh, okay. Sorry, Marius. Um, and I mean, everyone's just just having a crack at England. I think England match both teams will not score any goals in 15 minutes and place a bet on corners over six and a half. So Manor Manahor, man, he's come out hot. He's come out hot. He's got plenty of bets there for us. So why don't we um, why don't we get on to it? England versus Czech Republic, huge game here. And and just a, dis- a disclaimer on the video, I've completely forgot to say this the last couple of times. But uh, myself, oh, no one else on this channel is a financial advisor. This is just educational content aimed at improving your knowledge about sports betting. There is a risk, sorry, of losing money on sports betting and what you do with your money is completely up to you. So please be responsible. England versus Czech Republic. I will get up the odds on my screen. You've got England at a high of about 1.6 at Mansion Bet there, but a bit lower everywhere else. Draw is at 3.75, something like that. And the checks are at as high as 8.5. I don't know if you guys can see that flash on the screen. That's really irritating. Yeah. Uh, You can. So I'll just take down my screen and hopefully that goes away. Um, Yeah, so both – I should probably show the the group uh, outline. Sorry, hopefully my screen thing doesn't do that again. It's not that great. So, um, yeah, you got the Czechs sitting at the top there in four points, tied with England, and then Croatia and Scotland below. Both these teams are most likely going to go through to the qualifying stages no matter what the result is. But what makes this a very interesting game is the potential next round opponents. So second in Group D, which is England at the moment, versus second in Group E is the next stage, which at the moment is Slovakia, but we're thinking that that's most likely going to be Spain or Sweden. But first in Group D, which at the moment is Czech Republic, could be England, uh, they will play second in Group F, which is France, Portugal or Germany probably. So the funny thing is both these teams, it might work out better for them if they finish second, which makes this a really, really interesting affair. 
I'll go to you first, George, because we haven't seen you for a while. What are your like initial thoughts about this and and how it might play out given the whole advancement scenario? I think it might be a, another drab affair, really. You know, after what you've kind of described, it's almost going to be like, no, you have the ball. No, you have the ball. That's, that's <laughs> the kind of game we're expecting it to to be. But for me, I, I, I can see this um, game having a lot of changes um, in terms of team selection, you know, because Gareth Southgate, you can't really afford another poor performance. Um, otherwise, I think things will start to get a little bit toxic. But at the same time, if we win the game, you are argue that we hamper ourselves slightly going into that next round. Um, it was interesting that he came out and said that the reason for Jaden Sancho's exclusion is he doesn't want to overwhelm him, doesn't want to throw him in at the deep end, he's not had much tournament football, which I think is the most ludicrous statement I've ever heard. And the hell? it makes me question him as, as manager even further. Like, you know, this is a player who's got creativity in abundance, he's got that flair, he's got talent. He's played in massive games for Dortmund, won them trophies in finals, and been a standout player. He's played so, bigger games than most of the people in the squad, probably. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also, you're telling me that if Norway, for example, went to a World Cup, they'd be like, "Well, no, Haaland's not played much tournament football, so we're gonna we're gonna ease him in." No, <laughs> he's their best player. He's gonna play. And Jaden Sancho is a sort of player that we've been crying out for in some of these games. You know, that creativity, that width, uh, that ability to get at attackers. That was one thing I was excited about. I mean, you look back to not long ago. I think it was in qualifying. We scored on thirty odd goals in in eight games, adopting that 4-3-3 formation. But now we get to the tournament. It seems Southgate's more concerned with not wanting to take any risks and uh, and just kind of keeping it safe with those uh, two holding midfielders. So for me, I, I do think there will be changes um, to this side, particularly after, um, you know, media and fans alike have been kind of pressuring him to make those changes. And, you know, for example, taking Phil Foden off in that game against Scotland, despite his you know, creativity and I'd argue is one of the better players there. You have someone like Sancho on who's on the same way on the same wavelength as Foden, then it can only be a good thing. Um, yeah, looking at the game itself, you know, before that game against Scotland, England had uh, scored in seven straight games. The last three games at Wembley um, have all been won by scorelines of one nil, so they're always relatively low scoring. And the other thing with England, um, the, the odds that I was looking at earlier on today, obviously I think they've changed slightly now, but they're around 1.57, which means you know the expected the implied odds, sorry, uh, the expected chance of winning is 64%. But when England have been priced up similarly, they've actually won 84% of those matches. So yes, it's easy to kind of look and say, All right, England are probably more likely to win this. But then, as you said, you know the, the permutations going into this one a draw suits both sides and just to go back to what you said both of these teams after today's results are definitely through to the next round regardless which makes it even more likely that uh, you know now that it's just definitely fighting out for first or second there's no danger of dropping into that third position you know England are in that second spot and it is an easier tie for them it all depends I think on if Gareth Southgate wants to wants to win this group go out with a bang and think well you know we're going to play the good teams at some point anyway um, so it's hard to second guess for me in my opinion it all depends on, on what kind of route he wants to take. Does he want to face those hard teams early on and try and get the win to finish top of the group? Or is he happy to just kind of keep possession, dominate the ball, not really exert too much energy trying to get that win um, and breeze into the next round against one of the, so say, easier sides? It's, it's a very difficult one for me. Um, looking at the Czech Republic, you know, they've made a brilliant start to Euro 2020, haven't they? Expertly picked off Scotland um, in a game that they were quite fortunate to win, in my opinion. Obviously, that worldy goal from Patrick Schick that we've spoken so much about. Um, and then, obviously, they earned that draw against Croatia, who, in my opinion, I, I thought Croatia was extremely poor in that game. But obviously, we'll speak about them a little bit later on, too. 
but you know the Czech Republic they defeated England uh, in qualification for this tournament um, and they've got nothing to fear really on Tuesday I'd say but um, no, under two and a half goals has landed in four of their last five away trips and they've never beaten England at Wembley so for me I, I don't see England getting beat here at all I, I don't see that happening whether you know England won't go on and score a hatful of goals but I also see it being relatively low scoring considering the fact that there's nothing to play for. A draw suits both sides, in my opinion. So, yeah, the England or draw, double chance, um, and under two and a half match goals at 1.84 stood out for me. That was on, on Betfred. But the odds have slightly dropped to about 0.8, roughly, um, I believe. So, and I was just kind of looking at sort of why, I'm, if you want to look at why I'm going with that. You know, a lot could be read in that game with Scotland in terms of how poor England were. But the Czech assistant, Chitri, himself said, you know, they're not reading too much into that result. It was kind of like a derby um, and each of those games has their own kind of specific characteristics. There's also only been three goals in England's last four games at Wembley Stadium overall. And I just don't think there's going to be the intensity there where we're going to see goals. Um, so for me, yeah, under two and a half goals was a little bit short on its own. But England, whilst they've been really uninspiring going forward, they've been relatively strong or lucky, depending on which way you want to look at it, at the back. Um also, if you've got Maguire potentially coming back, Southgate might opt to give him some minutes um, to get him fit for, for the next rounds. So, yeah, I don't see us losing the game, but I just don't see an influx of goals. So, for me, the standout bet was England or draw and under two and a half match goals at 1.84. Yeah, I've just got up some of the over-under markets uh, on everyone's screen there, but I kind of think that it doesn't... <laughs> I know it seems illogical for England to, you know, go out there and try and and get a victory or because, you know, they're through to the next round anyway. And, um, yeah, they I guess they don't really need to go out and try hard to win. But And also if they finish first, then they might get a harder run to the final. But on the other hand, don't you think that, like, England really need a good performance, you know, heading into the finals, Neil? Because i i obviously am not living in england or the uk but i assume the pressure on that squad right now is quite immense and and that they need some kind of big victory to kind of shift the narrative a bit and everyone get behind them a bit more yeah definitely um it's become a bit toxic really because with everything with um you know with the stuff with, with the knee before kickoff and uh again you know sort of the team being booed uh, I remember watching Harry Kane's interview just after the game and I, I, he could barely hear whoever was interviewing him because the boos were so loud after the Scotland game. Um, so it's not it's not a kind of great situation to be in. And especially with, it's the youngest, you know, I think the youngest or second youngest squad in the tournament. And, uh, you know, that makes a difference. People say that that gives a bit of vibrancy and that, um, you know, youth has no fear. But you've seen with, with the Turkish as well, um, that, you know, in this kind of pressure situation, that that's not easy. You know, not having that experience of these kind of things is, is, is difficult. Um, I, yeah, for me, I mean, I definitely agree with, uh, you know, with, with, with George's thoughts on this. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm not a huge fan of the prices, though. I looked at this game from a lot of angles. Um, and it was kind of a struggle to find anything. I think if it's that difficult to, to try and squeeze a bit out of it, you know, gen generally it's for, for me anyway, you know, that it was, it was best avoided, but I could certainly see it sort of playing out that way. Um, yeah, it, I think it also depends on team news. I'd want to see what kind of team he goes with because at the end of the day, yeah, again, if, if both teams are through, this is a chance to just 
have a bit of fun, you know, actually play some expressive football, actually go with an attacking lineup, you know, use these players. You like England have got, you know, a fantastic uh, crop of attacking players, you know, one of the best they've had in a long time. And and why not? I mean, the Sancho thing, I agree with. I, I, I don't really understand what it is, if it's a personality problem, um, you know, to, to, he, he, you know to, the stats that he has you know, for, for Dortmund are incredible. And the I heard that he averages like a goal and an assist every eighty minutes for Dortmund, some, which is yeah, just absurd, outrageous. Like I mean, he just he seems so creative, um, and and so you know you're, you're kind of missing out there. I think um, because of the situation with uh, Bobby Gilmore as well, I think Mason Mount will be out for this game. So that'll be a loss, but then that paves the way for for Grealish to come into the side. Hopefully, I don't think he's sort of necessarily the saviour for England as a lot of people make out. You know, he's an excellent player, but there's still other sort of structural problems in that England team. Um, and that's the thing, really. If, if, if They're going to kind of have to unleash the, the shackles at some point. And if it's another kind of uninspiring performance, you know, fine, they might get what Sweden, you know, in the next round. And again, the World Cup, you know, they, they did well against them. But... Um, I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm a little bit wary of it. even with this Czech team. I mean, that price. I think was it eight point six, so eight point five around that uh, yeah. for the to win the game. I mean, I think that's a huge price. It is a big price. Um, you know, they've got. I mean, Schick is absolutely on fire. You know, in the form of his life, his confidence is sky high. It only takes a little defensive lapse. We know England. I mean, generally they have defended well. Um, but again, Croatia sort of you know barely tested them. Scotland. Um, I mean, actually, I, th- I did think Scotland had a few little. Uh, they had a few chances. You know, they could have scored. So you know, maybe the Czechs might take advantage of that. So yeah, I mean, this is one on the match odds. I'm I'm kind of steering away from. I want to see what the team news is. Um, you know, if Southgate does go for an attacking team, I mean, it's big odds. But then I'd like to look at the overs just to, you know, just in case that's the way they're going to go for it. They're going to have a bit of fun. Um, slightly different situation, but maybe a little bit like the, you know, the, the Dutch Macedonia game. You know, hopefully we could see a good game. But I think it's unlikely. What do you think about that, George, that they kind of need to show what they're worth heading into the heading into the finals because of the immense pressure that they have on them yeah I agree to a certain extent and as Neil said like which I agree with it's a chance to kind of go and express yourself there's nothing riding on the game anymore apart from who finishes first and second Um, I just think for me knowing kind of and seeing the way that Gareth Southgate likes to manage his side he won't see it as that you know there's still opportunity obviously there to either win the group or finish in second so he may still opt to, you know, he's already said, obviously, Harry Kane's going to lead the line, which which to me sounds like he's still going to go with a tried and trusted um, 11 rather than an experimentation in my But I think we will maybe see the likes of, you know, a Grealish or something like that because he's still been using him. But um, in terms of out-and-out changes and going all out for a win and, and changing a system um, to obviously get more goals, I, I don't see him wanting to do it. I think he'll just want to keep things tight and go through a second Obviously, if they pick up the win, fine. But I think he'd be more than happy with the draw as long as they can keep a clean sheet. Um, he might use it as an opportunity, as I said, to give Maguire minutes. But I don't think that 
he feels that pressure to oh well everyone's on my back I need to pick this player because he's never done it in the past it, there's been plenty of calls for people to say you know oh, you should be playing this player we should be doing that why aren't we doing this and he's not really changed it he's still kind of gone with what he believes is right so and I, I think I mean, my problem with Southgate is I, I think he's an excellent media man, but I don't think he's a great manager. Um, I mean, for me, it's been quite clear for some time you should probably have two. One is actually a good manager and one is great with the media because you can't be good at both, in my opinion. Um, so, no, I, I don't think he'll feel that pressure at all, if I'm honest. And I, I wouldn't surprise me to see a couple of changes, but overall the same sort of spine of that team. Yeah, okay. Well, it's going to be very interesting, but are we kind of concluding, before I get into some of the comments here, that England are maybe a, a little bit too short, considering the the scenarios that or the scenario that, that's laid out here with the fact that England don't have to win, and that a draw will just maybe be the nicest result for both teams. Yeah, I think I, th- I think so. I think that's the case. I mean, the the odds, yeah, on England to win are far too short, particularly because um, for me, whenever picking about I'm sure you guys are the same it's not just that which team is better there's a lot more factors to it you know it's motivation what what do the team get out if they do get this win how badly do they need this win and neither of these sides need the win that badly anymore um obviously depending on if their aim is they want to finish top then obviously the story changes slightly but you know and you look at the previous um sort of encounters particularly at Wembley they've never beaten England at Wembley it's been under two and a half goals um in four of uh, their last five away trips for Czech Republic and yeah, I just see this being a drab game it wouldn't surprise me either a goal either way or a nil-nil draw it honestly would not surprise me yeah. I think it would be her out I, I couldn't agree more just looking at some of the I can get up the table on the screen just looking at some of the goals differentials here you just can't see <clears throat> sorry England um, you know risking it all to to come first and then, you know, losing out to the Czechs and then next thing they know, you know, Croatia or Scotland win and they're lost out on goals differential to them. So it would, considering the way Southgate sets them up and they've been playing in the tournament so far, they don't exactly strike you as the most risk-taking team, do they? So, um, but I mean... We'll see what happens. Stranger things have happened. So your bet for this one, Neil, was uh, was double chance England and draw and, and under two and no, a half. Goals. That was my one, yeah. Oh, sorry. And, and Neil, did you have any bets, mate? I'm not going to put a recommendation out there, but if, if people want to sort of give a few things, I'm looking at it from a trading angle, um, sort of trading unders in the first half. I think it'll be a kind of slow, dull game. Um, but there might be sort of some mug money in the market, just sort of pushing that that price a little bit, expecting goals or thinking somehow England are going to, you know, go out and win five more. It's not going to happen. Um, yeah, and you, you know, I wouldn't put it past you to nil nil half time. I think I saw in the comments, um, what's it, AJ Sports Bets? And, uh, yes. Is this the one? Yeah, I can go through. We can go through these now. Yeah, so AJ Sports Bets backed England and under two and a half goals at 3.0 in odds. What's everyone's thoughts? I guess most of us are kind of liking this. I mean, it's pretty similar to your bet, George, except it's not double chance. Sorry, I was reading through the odds there. Remind me of the question. It's on your screen too, mate. If you, <laughs> I was going to batting London two and a half goals. Yeah, I wouldn't. Thing is, I, I don't think England lose this game. Hence, I went with the double chance at slightly lower odds. Um, but 
I think it's a big ask to ask them to go out and win it. Of, of course, they could run rampant. I'm, I'm not saying it's not possible, but I just think with the permutations and what's yeah. on the line, they might be happy just to play out this draw, just to get a bit of fitness for, for players who haven't maybe made a couple of appearances. And I, I think if you're going to pick for a team to win, then yeah, I'd say England over the Czechs. Because in my opinion, I mean, obviously I'll go on to it shortly, but I feel like the Scotland game, they're a better and tougher side than the Czech Republic, really, um, in terms of the chances created and, and particularly the goal actually that they create. So, yeah, I'd lean towards England if anyone was going to win this. I, I just feel like it'll be a drab game petering out that nothing will really happen because there's nothing on the line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I'd say as well is, yeah, I mean, you could do, I, I would still maybe keep the nil-nil one side. So, you know, you, you could play something similar and just do nil-nil, one-nil England or two-nil England maybe split your stake that way um, just to cover yourself, you know, and the, or, you know, again, it was George's suggestion as well. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I just think England are too short for this. I think the price yeah. on, on the checks, I'm not going to be backing against my nation of birth. <laughs> you know, it's just not a nice feeling to, to win a bet against England. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be doing that, but if I was a neutral, that to, to be honest, I, I like that, that price on the checks is, is quite big. Um, and I'd be tempted by that, or at least as a trading angle, maybe to lay England or, or back the Czechs and just kind of uh, trade out if, if they do score an early goal. For anyone that loves a mug bet, this is probably the most enticing thing I've seen so far. Nil-nil to be 10 <laughs> yeah. to Dave Victor. Like, I think that's probably priced too high, but that's just that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, it tells you a lot as well, doesn't it? You know, it's kind of, it's to be somewhat expected at that price. Yeah. Uh, all right, Croatia. Tony says Croatia should have beat Scotland, Sweden to beat Poland, France to beat Portugal. We'll see what happens, mate. Limerick for Liam says England will probably play France in the quarterfinals or the semifinal anyway. What is the point of playing for a draw? Sweden are a good team as well. Well, I guess the other point is that they, if they, if they do lose, if they, let's just say they try and win the game against Czech Republic. Uh, and they somehow go down to the Czechs, then they're in a bit of a precarious spot there because then, you know, Croatia or Scotland could win and next thing they know they might be finishing third. So that would probably be the reason why it's maybe worth for them to play for a draw. AJ Sports I just, I was going to say, I just think it allows them to get further into the tournament. It allows the players to be sharper as well. If they can obviously have a, mm-hmm. um, an easy, not an easier tie per se, you know, all the games are going to be tough, but a more favourable draw. You know, you'd much rather play, uh, you know, a Slovakia or, or a Poland or something like that rather than one of France, Portugal or Germany straight from the off. You know, yeah, you're going to have to play them at some point anyway. Of course you are, but it's further down the tournament when you might have a little bit of momentum. You know, you want to get as near to that final as you can and you're always going to take a more favourable draw than one a very hard one straight from the off. I completely agree you've got to play them at some point, but it's better to play them further down the line, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, AJ Sportsbet says... Kane to score any time at two point three. What are our, what are our, our thoughts? I mean, I kind of assume I mean, was any time in the game, any time this month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's any time this month, then that's just no chance of coming through. He's <laughs> not been looking good. Oh, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, I've listened to a lot he of might people. Well do it. This might be the game he turns it around, but just I wouldn't be backing him at that price. And I love Harry Kane, I'm a huge fan of his, but he's just. All right, that'll be enough from you, Neil, mate. 
Uh, actually, come back, Neil, because we've got someone says, <laughs> wow, Neil, what the F happened to your barn? Barnet. It's the stress of Saturday. All those winter nils just going against me. Just all my hair's gone now. Just fell off in the bath, didn't it? Is that a word for? Is that a word for hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Barnet is the whole do. Like, what's going on with your barnet? Yeah, right. Uh, all right, uh, Leon. England has to show their quality. I wouldn't be scared of Spain, Germany to win to nil. I will talk about that tomorrow, Hugh. You're getting a bit keen there, mate. Um, Tony's back. He says England are above Croatia regardless. So, yeah, mm. my mistake. I'm not very good with this whole progression thing. But even if it maybe if Scotland beat Croatia by a decent bit, then uh, they could overtake England. Um, yes, thanks, guys. Making me look like an idiot. Uh, Italy will be the tournament winner. Jeez, this is this is just a lot no, of that was, speaking just quickly speaking of that one, Italy will be the tournament winner. Did anyone tell me someone saw Daniel Sturridge's tweet where he said I think he said this probably about I think it was yesterday he tweeted, Italy will be the dark horses of this tournament. A team that's had about <laughs> thirty clean sheets in a row and has won it obviously how many times before? Yeah. A dark horse. Talk about bad takes. <laughs> oh, classic. Um all right. The rest of them are just bagging me, I think. British lingo. Yeah, not a f- or whatever. All right, let's move on. Um, Scotland and Croatia. I will get the odds up on the screen for people. Croatia, 2.35 at Mansion Bet, but lower everywhere else. Scotland, you can get at 3.2 at a few places, and the draws at about 3.8. Um a disappointing tournament, you would have to say, for both these sides so far, but a win for either team will probably mean qualification to the round of 16. It seems like four points is the is the way to go to get through to the next round. Scotland have been the most, I would say, yeah, Scotland probably been the more impressive side out of the two so far this tournament, holding England to a draw and deserving a little bit more against the Czech Republic whereas Croatia were beaten on XG by both England and the Czechs. I would, I would, my first question to you, Neil, would be, are you, are you, are you shocked to see Croatia this heavily favoured? This seems a little bit similar no. to the Czech Republic game. I, I thought that this would be more of a pick kind of game. Not necessarily. I mean, I mean, they, they have been very poor and they're in a side in decline, but they still have a lot of quality in that side. Um, so if it does click, you know, the, you, you look at the teams man for man and they are a superior side to Scotland, you know, with no disrespect to Scotland, you know, they're, they're um, you know, they're, I think they've done, they've been a bit unfortunate lately, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Velocity just posted, yeah, value on Croatia, um, potentially, but that, that kind of relies on them having a game and having a performance, you know, they haven't really shown up so far, they do struggle, and I think against a side like Scotland, um, you know, they're, they're not ideal opponents for, for Croatia, you know, because they will be kind of quite um, uh, aggressive. They will be quite physical. The kind of game plan they used against England, you know, I think would also be quite effective. And um, I think maybe people would assume that, you know, Croatia would boss the possession in this game. But actually, you know, Scotland, you know, they, they, they do have a, a useful midfield um, You know, I think they can kind of crowd them out and frustrate them. So, um yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I, I wouldn't be going for them at that price, but I can definitely see why they're favourites in this game. Okay. George, your thoughts on this one, mate? 
Yeah, well, obviously, it's absolutely massive game for them, isn't it? Um, obviously, both of them know that only a win is going to be good enough to qualify. And yeah, I think Scotland have played really well in both games. Just obviously, they haven't managed to pick up that win yet. They've not managed to score yet, but I think you can read a lot into that. Um, on the other side, you've got Croatia. They had to rely on that fantastic Kyle Perisic um, equaliser to spare their blushes against uh, Czech Republic. Um, yeah, looking at Croatia. Back in Croatia, the fans are disgusted with uh, the manager, Dalic, and it's hard to believe that they can play any worse than they have so far. They've been abysmal, uh, in my opinion, as we've said before, an absolute shadow of the 2018 side that we saw. Um, yeah, they are favourites for this one. Um, priced up, at, you said, I believe, well, around I've got 2.25. and But I can't help feel it's due to Scotland seeming sort of like the minnows. They've not scored yet. And Croatia being obviously having that individual talent and being one of the former strong footballing nations. But let's not forget, they've only won two games of their last 11. And that was at home to Malta and Cyprus. Um, you know, teams that they should be beating. And then not really anything to write home about. They've also failed to score in their last three away matches, um, losing them all by one nil scoreline. So they have been quite tight. Um, they've also failed to score in previous two competitive head-to-heads that have been held at Hampden Park, that ancestral home of Scotland, if you will, where they drew one and, and lost one. Um, but across this whole competition, the two games that they've had, they've only registered 1.61 expected goals, which is just so bad whereas compared to their expected goals against 3.13 over those two games it just shows you how many chances they're conceding uh, compared to the ones they're creating themselves and uh, for me I, I, I am leaning on the side of, of Scotland on this one or going against the grain somewhat I think but and sort of looking at, at the odds you know when the odds are around 2.2 uh, for a Croatia win the expected uh, chance of winning is 45% but they've only won 34% of those matches when priced up around those odds um, but yeah, looking a bit further into Scotland, they've never lost to Croatia um, in the five meetings they've actually had. But you know they are outsiders in this match, priced up at 3.2, which I think is quite generous. Um, and like I said, yet to score a goal, and they do need to address that. But their XG over the two games, 3.03, um, suggests it should even out. And, and I think they'll get on the score sheet here. The one, my one issue with Croatia, particularly what I thought going into the game against England. I thought they'd really struggle to contain our pace, our movement, our ability to drive at defenders. Um, obviously, it's not the way our sort of game plan went, but you know, nevertheless, the the deciding goal in that one came from a bit of intricate play and, and that three ball that they just couldn't contain. They're slow, they're old, they're brilliant technically, but it's whether they've got the legs and the energy to keep up with the Scotland side. I know Billy Gilmore's going to be out for this one, um, obviously through COVID. But you've still got the likes of John McGinn there, who is an absolute battle axe. He's an engine, box to box, full of energy, full of legs. And this whole Scotland team um, has got that in terms of you know just energy in abundance. And I, and I think Croatia might struggle to contain that for the whole 90 minutes. Um, and, you know, momentum does seem to be on the side of the Scots. And in my opinion, they couldn't have picked a better opponent to have, um, you know, who's someone who's off form, you know, playing in their final match where they need to get the win to go through. I think Croatia perfectly built for them um, to surprise the odds and go against that and how many times this tournament already have we seen a couple of shocks and a couple of upsets and I just, I just think Scotland have the energy in the legs to completely overpower this Croatia side they've been abysmal in my opinion they're not creating the chances that Scotland have you look at Scotland against the Czech Republic I remember saying to Neil it was almost twice the XG they generated compared to Czech Republic couldn't yeah. score then when they played against us I'd argue they had some of the better chances yes that John Stones one head off the post but Scotland fashioned a good few chances themselves and I, I just think they're gonna, they could get the better of this bat line of uh, Croatia of an Asian squad so 
I mean, my pick for this one was Scotland double chance and under three and a half goals um, at plus 120. And the odds are dropping to around uh, 2.17, I believe you can get on that now. But yeah, I just, although I feel there's going to be chances here, you know, Scotland do struggle to score. I don't think Croatia don't make that many chances. So it could be a tight one for me. So I don't see there being four or more goals in this game. But I think Scotland come out of this with at least a draw. It might not be enough. But, you know, I still don't see them getting defeated at Hampden Park in front of their own fans by this Asian Croatia side, in my opinion. So, yeah, and also, you know, I went with Croatia to beat the Czech Republic. I thought similar lines of what people are thinking. Croatia, they've still got star quality in that side. They kept England at bay for a good, what, 50-odd minutes. Um, And I thought Czech Republic have just come off a high against Scotland and were about to experience another low. And they they didn't do it. They were awful yet again. And and I just don't see a lot changing. With everything going on back home, the pressure on the manager, I I think there's something inherently wrong here in terms of the squad and and the way they're playing. And and I think we've seen the best days uh, of Croatia, particularly within this squad. So for me, I want to be on the side of Scotland. So yeah, Scotland double chance, under three and a half goals. Um, the odds are dropping around to about 2.17 and that represents value to me. Yeah, I like what you're saying, man. And I think another thing that people haven't really talked about is that uh, Czech, if I'm not mistaken, Czech Republic and Croatia have both have to travel back and forth after every single mm. game because of COVID restrictions. Is that right? And and, it, and if so, like that's, that's just, I mean, I know it hasn't affected the Czechs at all, but... Uh, Croatia this is the third game they've had to do it and like you said George they're coming up against a team who are hugely energetic and they've got the one of the greatest home crowds of the tournament behind them too so I feel like that's another factor you can add in for the Scots there have you had any bets here Neil? Yeah and I mean going on, on what you said about the travel I mean it's not I mean it's not too far to travel and, and it is a factor but I think it's a bit overstated because I think that was that was an issue for Switzerland and their group kind of having to do these trips to, to Baku and Rome um, you know but they they managed to kind of pull it together in the end uh, yeah the, the bet I had for this one again kind of pouring over that something that stood out for me it's not a bet that I normally tend to do because generally there's quite a high margin on these kind of things um, but I do it did stand out so it's a it's a Brozovic to get booked and also to be the first player booked um, so sort of going on a run of sort of games this season and sort of recent I think the last 10 internationals he's got a 40% record of, of getting, picking up bookings and um, similar to what George has mentioned in terms of you know potentially this midfield not having the legs uh, being able to keep up with Scotland, I could see him getting a, picking up a, a yellow. Um, the referee whose name escapes me, Rapolini, is it Rapolini? Is the Rapolini. yeah, is the is a referee in this? Um, you know, he does like a card, uh, so I quite like that. So four point five uh, for him to to be booked, and you know, if you want to um, boost that a little bit as well, I'm going to have a little small play on him to be the first player booked, which is thirteens. Uh, at the moment, but that would be, that would probably be my only play. And again, I'm gonna uh, watch it to just see how it's going. Sorry, I haven't been much used today. I haven't got many bets, but it's just one of those no, days. It's all right, mate. No, it's all right, mate. Just uh, just log off, mate, and we'll we'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah, lots of lots of comments come through here. Uh, this is, um, where's my favourite? Oh, this is my favourite one here. Yeah, Marius. It will be fun to see England go home and Scotland not 
I mean, sorry, fellas. I'll, I'll be a bit nicer. I know, I know you guys are very sensitive when it comes to when it comes to England. But um, yeah, have we got anything else to say about this one, George? Or are we? Uh, I, I, I can't remember what your bet was. Um, was double chance with with Scotland, but under three and a half goals. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. So okay. it is. Very good, fellas. Um, I guess that's that's it. I mean, it's very strange to call it call it quits already, but it's um, there's only two games tomorrow. But we will be, I think, tomorrow there will be uh, four games to go through, which would be the remaining games in Group E and F. So don't worry, we'll be back for a for a longer one tomorrow. Uh, just a few comments. The Jixon says Scotland three one. Che Adams to score twice. Brave. Uh, very brave. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say good luck. That'll be a nice payout. Very. Uh, got a feeling England will struggle tomorrow from the 90s. Uh, no offence, I'm Romanian and my team is at home. Jarnell <laughs> 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 uh, says very quick one today. Tomorrow better make up for it. Oh, geez, sorry, Jarnell. Sorry to disappoint you, mate. Um, <laughs> if you send through some, some questions, maybe I can keep these guys on a bit longer, but... Um, at the moment, I can't. All right, how about our best games for tomorrow so we don't babble on too much? Uh, I'll start with you, George. Mate, what's your best bet for tomorrow? Oh, it's got to be the Scotland game. I think everything is kind of riding on it. Both teams need the win. So it's going to be high intensity. It's going to be a fun game to watch as opposed to England, A, because it's England, but B, there's nothing riding on it. So for me, my uh, my favourite bet is going to be for, from the Scotland game. Love it, mate. And what about you, Neil? I mean, I don't yeah, think you've had any bets, have you? <laughs> I'm not gonna claim this as, yeah, I'm not going to claim this as mine, but what Tony said in the comments, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that's the case for the Croatia-Scotland game, just to kind of lay the draw. Um, you could do that at the beginning. Um, I'm going to look at that. And again, if it's, if it's tight late in the second half, I'm definitely going to be having a play on that. All right, love it. And the moment everyone's been waiting for, you've all been waiting for my mug bet of the day. Let's go with, uh, we're going to parlay, parlay, geez, I'm American here. We're going to go correct score, nil-nil in the England in the England match. And we're going to parlay that with a Scotland victory. Um, I'm not sure what that's going to pay. That'll be like 30 to 40 in odds. And honestly, have the bankroll on it. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll see I'll see you all in in the Cro- in Croatia. We'll go for a nice little cruise around Croatia. I'll shout nice. it all. Yeah, you are. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll uh... <laughs> all on <laughs> Denise just... at Bet Three Six Five. Cheers, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they pay out, if they pay out. Um, got some more comments come through here. Yeah, I mean, Janelle said, I'll let Neil hit the hay. He looks knackered. Yeah, you need a rest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's also said, love uh, love all the scream, screams, streams you do with, with trade, mate. Really doesn't get the attention it deserves. That's very kind, mate. Yeah, very kind. Uh, well, on that note, why don't everyone give the stream a like? Uh, show a friend. That's always helpful. Um, subscribe to the channel all those things help Um, the 90s don't think he likes my bet he says that should be 100 to 1 mate well 
come and talk to me tomorrow, mate, when I'm a millionaire. England under two and a half. Jeez, I'm really aching this stream out and talking a lot of shit. So why don't we finish this? Uh, you can follow George at C George Gamble on Twitter, and he's so good that he's got two channels at George <laughs> underscore CGG. Uh, you can also, I don't know if it's too late now, you can follow his Copper America tips, which is um, which has been a great follow so far. Um, and and you can find Neil at My Better Life on Twitter, and his blog is mybetterlife.com. Next preview, as I've mentioned a couple times, will be um, will be tomorrow, and we'll go through the final games in Group E and Group F. Um, but yeah, anything else from you fellas, or we'll wrap it up. No, I was just going to say cheers Ooh. for making me sound like the JJ Acotcher of sports gambling. So good they named me twice. <laughs> cheers for that. <laughs> Anytime, mate. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you do a quick rate and review. Do all the things I said before. Give us a like. Subscribe to our podcast, whatever you want. Have a bit of fun and, and just, just share the love around. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today or weekly on the channel, Start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports and start your value betting journey. Gentlemen, I, I believe I'll be seeing both of you tomorrow, which is, which is just sensational. And uh, I look forward to it. Yeah. Cheers, Rodney, again. Take care. Cheers, guys. All right.